Welcome to the Carney Business Spotlight on 102.7 KPGZ. Each week, we'll be talking with our business neighbors about their professions and their impact in the community. And now, here's the hosts of Carney Business Spotlight, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. Welcome to the Carney Business Spotlight from the KC Coyote Studios. I'm your host, Mike Davis, and today I'm visiting with Jason Pirrett with Edward Jones right here in Kearney, Missouri. And uh, one of the things I think about, Jason, welcome, by the way. Glad, yeah, thank, thank yeah, you for having well, me Glad today. you're here. Um, and, um, and, and Jason, by the way, is also one of the sponsors here at 102.7, and we sure appreciate that. And thanks for supporting community radio here in Kearney, Missouri. One of the things I think about uh, with, when it comes to investing is, uh, you know, when does a person know that it's time to give you a financial counselor a call and how do they even know to give you a call what where did we where's the where does it start where does the moment begin when the light bulb goes off that we know um gosh i've got to make a decision on my financial future uh, my goals and objectives and where i'm going when when does that begin for people and how do we know it uh, you know that's a great question and uh, again thanks for having me on the show today glad to have you so right off the bat i have to say that everybody is different. Everybody's concept of investing is different. Everybody's, you know, moment of time that they say, oh, well, I got to do something is different. Now, my my blanket answer is you should have done something yesterday. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You should have looked at putting money in aside and, you know, whether it be retirement, whether it be education, whether it be, you know, estate considerations, you should have done it yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that you have missed the boat, though. Good. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to have a clear goal in mind, right. and you've got to know what kind of risk that you're willing to take. And honestly, the people I deal with generally don't know or don't have a clear picture of either of those. Right. So do you, is there a way that you can sort of get in front of somebody and say, you know, without being pushy, um, hey, I need to talk to you about this thing, and it's really important. You may not know it, but what I have to share with you is of the utmost importance for your future and perhaps your entire family's future. Yeah, great question. So um, when I originally initially started with Edward Jones um, about four years ago, I kind of took a proactive approach mm -hmm. um, to getting out and actually meeting everybody in the community finding out what's important to you. Um, and that was including going door to door and knocking on your door. So oh, I have, yeah. I've literally hit every house, uh, in Carnegie, maybe not have gotten to everybody, yeah. um, or they might thought I was, you know, selling cookies or, right. or something like that. That's ambitious. Yeah. But what I wanted to do was get out and learn about the community and learn about, right. uh, you, you and your individual goals. Right. With that came, well, there's opportunity. There's there's opportunity for that person to ask me questions. Mm -hmm. um, hey, there's somebody here. I've been meaning to do that, um, or I've thought about it, or you know, my 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 parent just passed away, and I got to go through this process. Right. Um, or you know, my kid is just gonna. I've been thinking. We just had a kid. I need to think about you know saving for their college education. Yeah, I, don't know, it, I don't know how to do that or where to go. Right. Um, and so it you know kind of started some relationships at that point mm -hmm. but really it's just the communication um with the client and then you know the trust goes from there yes. but every person is different on when that little light bulb goes off right uh, some people are you know in their 40s or 50s before that light bulb goes off mm -hmm. some i've got clients that are pre-teens um right. and that are be taking an active 
role in mm-hmm. uh, in investing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's no there's no real perfect time other than uh, yesterday. Right, right. No, I think that's a really good point. So other than advertising on 102.7 FM, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing then, I think, to to, to sort of remind those people that, that you're here, that there are things that uh, uh, that, that you offer that, that they really kind of need to understand and know? That, you know, that's a great question. So um, I'm, I, I live here in the community. Um, I've intentionally put my family here. Um, I joke uh, with all my clients. I literally live one minute from my office, and some days I drive my golf cart uh, <laughs> on nice days. Um, you bring the clubs along, too? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm actually a terrible golfer, but uh, but I do have a golf cart. Um, I, I have a, I've got a, a couple acres, and so when you go out and pick sticks up, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a handy tool. Right. But So I joke with my clients I live a, a minute from the office, um, meaning I am embedded – um, in things and around the community. Right. I think what you're talking about is relationships. And you've, you've got Absolutely. a lot of them right here in Kearney. Absolutely. So, you know, taking, taking um, you know, things that are important to me and my family mm-hmm. and interpreting and, or getting out and meeting new people that have those same interests right. uh, for a common goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that starts to build the trust a little bit. I think that's true in, in any business when you've established a relationship with somebody. Uh, when you've got the not just the relationship but the trust the bond that comes along with it I think people are more inclined to come to you and say you know what I got a little extra money here and I just really don't know what to do with it so you know the thing that kind of resonates um, in my eyes with people is they need to understand that I I need to understand what's important to you Mm -hmm. Um, I use an established process Uh, I personalize the strategy and then I partner with you to keep you on track Mm-hmm. Um, and those, you know, are so vital to any type of success or any type of goal setting. I'm curious, um, how long does a relationship like that last? Are there, do you, are you once, once somebody is a client of yours, does that just go on for a lifetime then? The goal is yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, you're going to spend, I mean, let's just say the average person retires somewhere in their sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, you're going to spend. 20 to 30 years if you think back 20 30 years what's happened in the last 20 30 years um you know you're going to spend that time which right. is about you know for me um i still i'm i still probably have 20 to 30 years to go mm-hmm. you know before i decide i want to retire yeah um so i'm going to basically walk through an entire retirement for somebody who's looking at retiring right now yeah um, and then I'm going to walk with somebody as they get closer mm-hmm. to retirement. Right, right. That's a valuable service. And I think it's one that uh, I think folks tend to not think about. It's just too easy to look down the road and say, um, gosh, I've got this really important thing. My, my children have sports. There's a, there's a football game. There's a basketball game. There's something else going on. I don't have any time to think about this. Uh, and so I think to, to sort of coach somebody along to the extent that they they're they're looking a little further down the road financially is uh, i got to think that's not an easy thing to do well you know you got to consider you know average uh family um you know 40 to 45 year old um i think it's like 40 to 45 percent somewhere in there of that age range has zero dollars in a retirement account mm-hmm. or set money aside right uh thinking about that so 
it's it takes commitment. It takes a lifelong commitment. This is a marathon. This right. is not oh, I'm going to sprint in in the last year or two. Yeah, good, is, good way of looking at it. Um, but and unfortunately, most people don't place a high priority on it right. um, because you know it's generally a fearful thing. They don't know how to do it. They right. don't know where to start. Um, you know, it's rarely the the concept of oh, I you know I I don't feel it's important. Mm-hmm. They just don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it does come down to sometimes people don't have the resources, right. um, and uh, you know I can't I can't put aside you know a hundred or two or three or four, and they need to, they they have this number in their head. They say oh, I can't put away five hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Well, do what you can. Right. Um, start you, start somewhere, start and even small. if it's a small savings account or something like that, at some point it's going to be large enough that they would indeed want to give you a call and say, you know what. I'm I'm ready to graduate beyond my you know thousand dollars in the savings account or some you know pick a number, and uh, and you know and find out from you uh, what you know what at that point what can I do to to really kind of clear the fog to to look down the road and um, and figure out. In fact, I'm struggling with it right now. I'm not sure what are the right questions to ask if if I was your your client. I you know what what do you do once once I've got your attention and I'm sitting in your office across from you, then um, how, do, how do you sort of help clear that fog? You know, that's, um, that's great. Uh, but I will, I will kind of disclaimer this, that everybody is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's situation, everybody's, you know, financial, you know, history, their knowledge base, etc. So as I would generalize, you know, we sit down and we talk about what are you trying to accomplish? What is this magical end result goal that yeah. you've got? Yeah, this, is it is it sitting on a beach somewhere right? on your own little island? Yeah, it's so tough to define. Or yeah. are you sitting in some RV in some little campground in right. South Carolina and tomorrow you want to be in New York right. and down in Florida? Yeah. Um, everybody's different. Or, you know, I'm just going to sit in Kearney, Missouri and sit on my front porch. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. yeah. And there are people who want, that is what they want to mm-hmm. do. So... What I do is I, you know, extrapolate that from you. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of people have the inability or unwillingness to look that far forward. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. think, oh well, it's it's too far away. Yeah. You know. Well, closer than you think. <laughs> it's closer than you think, and more people <laughs> yes. want to. You know, right around the time I'm sure you may have experienced. Right, right around you get around. 45, 50, 55, you're like, man, I wish I could retire tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think you know, it started earlier than that. <laughs> let's go get that lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we've got to have, you know, those open conversations right. to get that uh, get that goal out there. Right. And then, of course, the risk. What are you willing to do to get there? And um, I'm going to use a little I'm gonna use a little analogy, a little story about, about that. Yeah, okay. please do. So... If if I mentioned um, a guy by the name of Charles Blondin, would you have any knowledge of who that is? Uh, not today. I you know. All right. So Charles Blondin was a Frenchman uh, back in uh, 1858. Mm-hmm. He uh, was the first person to tightrope across Niagara Falls. Oh wow! Okay. So this was a big thing. I mean, this is 2,200 feet. He decided uh, I'm going to do this. Um, and back then, you know, this. People traveled, like for the eclipse, you know, people traveled from hundreds of miles away right. to see this thing. Yeah, yeah. They were excited. And when he started walking across, people fainted. Oh they were in awe. This was a very dramatic 1858 thing mm-hmm. to do. Right. And so the first run that he went across, um, he stopped halfway through. 
Now, people thought he was tired and he was going to fall in, and they were screaming and they were yelling. Um, they're they're going to witness, they were turning away, they're going to witness somebody dying. Oh, so the first run, um, he actually lent, uh, kneeled down and stopped to have a glass of wine. Because he, so because the 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 boat that was down at the bottom, uh, which is um, what what's the name of that boat? Um, anyways, they had a boat just in case. It's, he, as long it's still it's still floating. <laughs> well, it's still there. It still goes I'm to the bottom. There. This whole thing in my mind's eye. And yeah, for goodness sake, he's all right. So he's kneeling down. He's kneeling down, and, and so like, he he lowers a rope down and he pulls a, a, a wine bottle up from the boat that's below. I see. Okay, and then he has a glass of wine, mm-hmm. and then he lowers it back down, and then he finishes up the the other eleven hundred feet oh, across. My goodness, the the Niagara Falls. Yep. And so people were just in awe of this. No, and no so doubt he decided, about that. So he decided to do it a second time, <laughs> except this time he pulled out a blindfold. Oh he says, I'm going to do a blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Pulls out, goes out blindfolded. And he walks across the entire way, uh, across uh, the Niagara Falls. Now, it's cold. Have you ever been you know, up in that area? Uh, I have, Edward yes. Time? And winds are blowing. Yes. I mean, you can just picture this in your head. So the third time he does it, he does it a third time, he um, gets a wheelbarrow, and he pushes the wheelbarrow across. Um, now, mind you, he did this multiple other times. Mm-hmm. He crossed in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh. He put his body in shackles. Mm-hmm. One time he carried a stove on his back. <laughs> yeah, he put it, no, this is real. He put a stove on his back, lit it, cooked an omelet, and lowered it down to the boat, which I remember the name is Made of the Mist. Oh my god! He somersaulted across it, and he backflipped across it. But what happened? Don't try this at home. I'm just saying. Yeah. But what happened when he asked the question, can I have a volunteer to sit on my back to go across? Mm-hmm. How many people volunteered? Yeah, well, I can't think there were many. <laughs> One person. Oh. His manager. Oh. So he went on back all the way across. So I'm going to ask the question, was that a trust factor? Yeah. The only person that trusted him was the person that was close to him. Right. That was a manager. Yeah. But he was successful. Yeah. And he had the evidence. He had the proof that long term. Yes. Yeah. You know, he was experienced in this. He showed the way. And he showed the way. Right. So I use that analogy and I use that story with, because people are generally scared of investing. They don't understand it. They don't know what's going on. I can see so, that. Mm-hmm. Is it just confusing to you, or are you just putting it off? So probably a little of both for most folks, I imagine. It, it, mm-hmm. it it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I use that analogy and that story yeah. to really kind of say, well, why why don't you? Right. Well, that's a great story too. We're talking to Jason Pirrett. He's with Edward Jones here in Kearney, Missouri. If you want to get a hold of Jason, you can reach him at eight one six nine zero three two zero zero five. And uh, this is the Carney Business Spotlight. If you want to feature your business on the Carney Business Spotlight, uh, give Brian Watts, our general manager, a call at 816-826-1111, and we can get you on for 30 minutes to talk about your business, just like we're doing with Jason here today. 
So uh, how do I get a hold of you online, Jason? Is that, uh, is that a pretty easy thing to do? Yeah, the best way to contact me is uh, give me a call in my office uh, at 903-2005. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get my, uh, my assistant, Jennifer, uh, there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, we're, we're a two-person office, just me and her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way. If you want to get me online, you go to edwardjones.com, and right. you can search my name or Carney, Missouri. Um, or you just Google my name, you know, the phone number pops up. Right, right. So are there uh, are there other offices here, Edward Jones offices here in Kearney? Uh, it seems to me that there was another gentleman that you were, um, he, he is also an Edward Jones. Uh, yeah, the guy, uh, there's another Edward Jones office in mm-hmm, town, mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Marchard, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob's office is over at the corner of 92 and 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of comes back to uh who Edward Jones is um, as a whole and how we work. Mm-hmm. So we are individual offices. We're right. employees of Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not competition to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a true partnership. Um, that partnership stems from the how the hist- how the company was formed right. and the things that have happened along you know through the years. Mm-hmm. So we complement each other. And you know you can walk into to Liberty and there's you know seven or eight Edward Jones offices. Sure. Um, I mean, first off, there's it's it's a capacity thing. Mm-hmm. There's only so many you know clients that I can assist effectively right. and efficiently. Same yeah. thing with Bob. Sure, that makes sense. When you see uh, all of the Edward Jones people out there, the you know the the folks that are frankly they're all employees. Um, it does make you wonder. Well, gosh. Aren't you competing against each other? But you know that that answers a, a question I've always had, frankly, about yeah, mm-hmm. and absolutely not. Um, we are you know focused on relationships and building relationships mm-hmm. with our, with our clients to meet their long term goals. We're talking to Jason Perrett with Edward Jones here on the Carney Business Spotlight, and if you want to get a hold of Jason, uh, his phone number is eight one six nine zero three. Two zero zero five, and Jason uh, is also a sponsor of KPGZ one hundred two point seven FM. So I want to thank you for that. We appreciate uh, you helping the community and the community radio station here. Um, you know, you talk about uh, these offices being in small towns, and you've obviously made a choice to move your business to to start your business and run your business here in Kearney, Missouri. Why is that? Honestly, there's there's. There's no better opportunity in uh, in the air. You've got there's so much going on up here. You're growing. That's um, mm-hmm. number one. That's a fantastic thing. Yep. Um, the area is is generally a little underserved um, in terms of knowledge and um, you know places to go for the, you know services that I provide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we want to talk about that in a minute. But go ahead. Yeah. Yep. And then of course you know selfishly, um, my, my family, my. Uh, my wife is an educator, and uh, I have two daughters that are young. They're about ready to start school. Obviously, you know the Kearney School District is fantastic. Yep, um, we do. And, uh, you know, we want to participate in that. I, you know, obviously the smaller community is attractive to me on, on my personal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the things I can get involved in and things then the difference that can be made, mm-hmm. and you know, the things I'm involved in, like, you know, I'm the... Uh, an action committee member or something of the of the KEC for the splash pad. I think we're going to do a radio episode with you guys uh, right. soon enough. Yes, yeah, we've talked a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're involved in that. Yeah. Uh, I'm on uh, the Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a in, been in Rotary here in town. We've done several things there. So just those opportunities. Um, but I mean, really, also the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gone out literally and knocked on almost every door in town. Mm-hmm. 
uh, people see that as um, potential bothersome in some ways, but other ways it's really, I'm just trying to get out and meet people, trying yes. to connect dots, trying yes. to find out what they, uh, what they came here for. Yeah, in a what way, do they expect out of this area? Right. In a way, it's refreshing to have somebody, uh, for lack of a better word, solicit you, you know, on the, with a knock on the door, uh, because it is more personal. And I think if you've got a, a product or a service like you have that, uh, you know, that people really need, I think it's, uh, it's you know, to, to, to most folks, they, they kind of want to get to know that, that person. And I think it's, it's way more personal when you can shake their hand, introduce yourself and say hello and, uh, and hope that at some point that, uh, that triggers a buying decision when they're ready to, uh, to do some business with you. Well, I'm in a timing industry. You know, not everybody needs, you know, somebody like mm-hmm. me immediately right um usually something triggers in their life to make you know to make that move yeah when when do you think is a good time what's is there is there a certain level of income or what what's a good time for somebody to give you a call and say you know what i gotta i gotta be thinking about uh saving some money and investing in myself and my family for down the road for for whatever purpose what's a What's that uh, sort of? What is that point of the buying decision for someone to call you? Uh, yesterday, <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, and you know it'll always be yesterday. Yeah, um, you cannot do it early enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, even the people I've met, and um, you know, I've got people that I work with that are. Um, you know, they don't even know they're investing. Their parents are doing it for them. Um, I've got, uh, I'm very impressed with several of the, you know, even some of the teenagers that are out there uh, that I've got, you know, that I'm working with. Um, I've got, you know, everyone all the way up to, you know, 90 plus year old people everywhere in between. You know, there is no specific time to say, well, you know, I should do that when I'm 20 or 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. Uh, The time we think about it and, is as soon as it's feasible, as soon as it's possible, mm-hmm. you should be considering that. Yeah, yeah. So when you start out with somebody, uh, what? Um, and I realize every case is going to be a little bit different. Every person is different for what their financial needs, goals, and objectives are. What? Uh, uh, how do you sort of sit down and get somebody started? And what kind of questions do you ask them to to know what kind of investments to put them in? Well, there's. There's several different um, things to consider. Obviously, you know, risk objective, how much risk are you willing to take to get mm-hmm. to, you know, X goal. Defining that goal. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I sit down and talk with people, yeah. uh, they kind of have this, you know, this hazy view yes. of what they're trying to do. But my job is really to um, move that haze away and make it more clear to them. Right. Um, and, you know, my job is also to educate um, when I educate, you know, my clients, they, they walk in, I have some of them that don't understand what a, what a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or an ETF, mm-hmm. what those are and how they fit or don't fit right. into what they're doing yeah. um, to get to whatever they're trying to accomplish. So what do people get when they talk to you, Jason? What are the things that, uh, what, what kind of things do you bring to the table for them in, in the way of information and, and education? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I think the biggest thing that people get uh, is a coaching and somebody to walk them down the path. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get the question a lot, um, this this particular question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, and I kind of ask a question back. Mm-hmm. And the question back is usually, in it, like, in, like in today's environment, is since we have the Olympics going on, why 
do Olympians have a coach? They're the best in the world. Why right. did Why did Michael Jordan have a coach? Mm-hmm. Why is there anybody else out there in any professional sports level, even amateur, even high school? Yeah. Why do they have a Why do they have a coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, and oftentimes we don't utilize a coach on the financial side because it's a very personal nature thing. But they have a coach for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to examine. I'm going to push. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Um, or I'm going to. Ex- I'm also going to extrapolate that goal from you on what you see and what your life is going to be like later on. And I see things you don't. Um, I mean, we all live our lives thinking we're doing the best things possible that we can do to get to where we want to go. Or sometimes we actually ignore that. Right. Um, but you know, we see things with our own set of lenses. Mm-hmm. And if you go out and you have a coach. Um, and you, the most, you know, was it Warren Buffett said, um, honesty is a very expensive gift. Do not expect it from cheap people. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I focus on fundamentals of investing mm-hmm. and, and they do exist. They are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people don't know what they are. I also provide a lot of education to my my clients mm-hmm. uh again we mentioned you know most don't know what you know a bond or mutual fund or an etf are right could i ask that just for as since you brought it up what is the difference between a stock and a bond well a stock is ownership in a company mm-hmm. so you know the companies that are out there you know they can issue stock and mm-hmm. those um really just become a part owner and you hear the the terms about like, oh, I own the company. Well, I own 51%, so right. I'm a majority or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, it's because they've issued X number of shares and that person owns, right. you know, the, the majority shares. Yep. Bond is uh, kind of just the opposite. You are buying debt. You are, you know, uh, lending money um, to a municipality, to um, a corporation, um, whatever, and you just expect interest back off of that, much like the way a a, um, a bank works. Right, right. That's a good answer. I think uh, a lot of people go through life sort of uh, with the lack of clarity on those two items, but I think you answered it great. That was perfect. Hey, we're talking to Jason Pirrett with Edward Jones right here on the Carney Business Spotlight. If you'd like to get your business on the Carney Business Spotlight, uh, you probably ought to give Brian Watts a call at 816-826-1111, and we can set up a time when you can do exactly what we're doing today with Jason, and uh, for 30 minutes, we'll talk about your business, just like we are today with Jason Pirrett from Edward Jones. Um, so, yeah, let's continue along those lines, Jason. I think uh, what I'm hearing from you is uh, we're, we're building coach. You're a coach. You're a mentor. Uh, you've built a bond of trust. And um, along with those things, when you're talking to your customers, every one of them is different. So the strategy is different for each of these customers, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, you can have, you know, different um, investment products or different investment vehicles. um, And, you know, you think they're one thing um, and they fit, you know, the same person. But in reality, um, they, they could all fit in the same category and they could be focused on two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to use a metaphor when I use um, in terms of mutual funds to say, hey, you know what? I have a fund manager and his job is to go based on the fund prospectus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and buy 1950 to 1955 Chevys and Fords. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and thinking that those are going to go up in value where another fund may be, well, I'm going to choose the 56 to, you know, 60s. And the next fund is going to be from 80 to 85. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, which one is going to potentially do better over the longer haul, Mm -hmm. the older cars or the cars that are coming into, you know, different periods of their life and how much risk, what kind of cars are they, you know, what kind of income streams do they build? Um, but the point being is that every, everything that is out there works differently. You've got to match that up and marry that to who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And that's where I come in. Yeah. That no doubt keeps you really busy. I mean, so how do you stay on top of all of these different, you're talking about mutual funds and stocks and all of these other different potential investments. How do you stay on top of all of these things and know how to match that up with the right customer? Well, I'm going to go back to the, you know, our conversation about why Edward Jones. Mm -hmm. So we have teams of, uh, people of analysts and uh, experts sitting at our home office in St. Louis. And, and a lot of that is their job to filter and to understand. We send teams of people across the United States to examine businesses and examine, you know, mutual fund companies and how they do business. And those give us the best picture possible for our clients mm-hmm. uh, because we are not the, you know, high risk type organization. We're right. For the long run. Right. And, you know, it's it's the tortoise and the hare yeah, discussion. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation with you today, uh, Jason Pirrett from Edward Jones. Uh, how do folks get a hold of you? I think we mentioned your phone number once, but I'm going to let you go ahead and give it out over the air here. Yeah, thank you. My office is located over at the Shops of Kearney, uh, which is the new development in, in the Kearney area next to the Jimmy John's and the Price Chopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, my office phone number is 816-903-2005. Now, my voice may sound familiar. I do uh, a daily market update. Right. And, uh, right here on 102.7 FM. Yeah. And so you'll hear, uh, so tune in about, I think you play it at 5 o'clock. Yeah, general hear it, yeah, and and 6. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so you get it twice. You get to hear me uh, give kind of what's going on that day. Right. Yep, yep. I'm a listener, and uh, I know you're on the web, um, but because you have sort of a sub-web address from the Edward Jones site, uh, what's the best way for somebody to find you on the Internet? Sure, they can just Google my name. Uh-huh. Um, I'm you know, uh, Jason Pirrett. And uh, you can also just Google Edward Jones, Kearney, Missouri. Yeah. Um, I think that gets it there pretty quickly. I think that's how I found it when uh, we were looking for a logo, I think, to put on the website or something like that. But yeah, and, and it got there pretty quick. So, well, Jason, I can't thank you enough. This is the kind of conversation that it's just, it's not, an, we don't have enough time to, to really talk about all of the uh, the intricacies of what you do and how you help people. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, what you're doing here for the folks in Kearney uh, with your business at Edward Jones in helping people sort of determine their uh, investment goals and what they want to do um, down the road and helping them to sort of clear that picture uh, is an outstanding, uh, I think, service to provide for anyone. But for the folks here in Kearney, especially with uh, with all of the you know the successful uh, growth that we have here in this town. Uh, I think now is a good time to give you give Jason a call. 816-903-2005. That's Jason Pirrett with Edward Jones. You've been listening to the Carney Business Spotlight right here on 102.7 KPGZ from the KC Coyote Studios. See you next week.